Hi, everybody. I am back from my adventures. Uh, Blair was I'm back. Blair's back. And thank you for joining us at One More Story Games. I am Gene Leggett. I'm the CEO of the company. And this is I am Blair Leggett, the CTO of the company that I'm the techie or the talkie. Yes, otherwise known as the hacker and the hustler. So Thank you for, for popping in and making us part of your Friday afternoon ritual as we talk about the Charlene Harris project and the adaptation of the no audio. Okay. Thank you. Oh, no. I grr. Go down to sound. Go down to sound. Okay, and then go up. All good now. All good now. You can hear me? Can you hear us okay? You can hear us? Okay, thanks very much, Lori. Really appreciate that. <laughs> All right, so let's start again. Um, I am, yes, uh-huh, thank you. You know what? That's always fun. We, we have yet to. So then to... you can show over there, so that's good. Oh, that's, thank you. That's, that's cool. Right. I really like this. Be live. Lori, if you ever want to do a live broadcast, this is really cool to um to use as the live broadcast tool so we're using the blive.tv broadcast tool you probably even see it as a chiron up yes. there somewhere so so i am gene leggett i'm the ceo of one more story games and this is i am blair leggett the cto of one more story games the techie to your talkie and otherwise known as the hacker and the hustler yes and i have been away i missed you all dearly i missed last week's broadcast i was in miramichi new brunswick and in fact, I have to show you this awesome book that I got. So it's a picture book of Miramichi. And I was at the Jalu Animation, the Jalu Festival of Animation and Gaming. And it really is a celebration of the students that have, they were showcasing their work. They're like 2D artists and, and game programmers. And I was blown away. So yeah. I'm super excited. I'm looking forward to even maybe hiring some of these talented people. And that's where I met Lori. Lori's really awesome. Hey, Lori. She, um, I love what she and her husband are working on because they are making serious games. And today that's kind of our topic. Our topic is on serious games. Yes. So we will repeat every, you know, eight to 10 minutes just to let people know today is a much heavier topic than we have covered in previous podcasts and videos. We're finally getting to that chapter five. Yes. So chapter five of the Lily's sorry, the Shakespeare's Landlord novel is a fairly deep and, and sort of like a jarring, like what was your first experience when you... So I read it. We were, you know, we were just sort of shutting down for the night and I was reading it. And as soon as I hit that chapter and read it through, I wanted to completely finish it before I started to talk about it. And I just had to put the book down and say, Gene, we have to talk. <laughs> It had been well over a year since I had read the um, since I had read the novel, and I guess as a woman, so let's just say trigger warning, yeah. right? So in chapter five, we discover Lily Bard's deep dark secret, and um, and so Lily had. Well, she moved from Memphis to Shakespeare. She wanted to get away from her life because she had been kidnapped. She'd been abducted. 
uh, well, that's kidnapped. Okay. She was, um, yeah, she, like literally, her, I think her car broke down on the side of the road yep. and somebody was coming down and it was a van, it opened up and she got pulled in. And it's a very sinister, like it's a, it's a hard read. It is. Yeah. It's very tough. You know, it reminds me. And, and so she was abducted. She was taken to a remote location where nobody would hear her scream. It was out in the middle of a field. She before. was sexually assaulted by the people that were holding her captive. But then they also sort of, uh, oh, I hesitate to use the word pimped out, but they had more people come in and physically abuse her. He abducts her and then rents her out to a biker gang. And and they they assault, like they they brutally assault her. It, I've, thankfully, Charlene doesn't go into super, super detail about it, but it's, well, compared to some of the other things, things we've experienced, Maybe. right? And um, they actually, they cut her up and they they mutilate her and they leave her for dead. And so that's what, you know, as you were reading this novel saying, so Jean, did you think about this when you signed the contract to adapt this into a game? And And what is the, what is the responsibility that we have as storytellers. Now I have to say, I've now had a chance to read through, uh, refresh my memory about book two, book three, you've already on to book four. You've I've just... read book four now, Shakespeare's okay. Trollop, and I'm just, I'm into five. So we put, we picked a humdinger, like Charlene doesn't hold things back. And also remember her stories are set in 1996 and we chose to keep it in that time frame. Yep. So in the first book, we have the the unveiling of the sexual assault and and all that entails. In book two, we have quite a bit of racial conflict yeah. and liberal use of the N word. Of the N word. And so we're talking Which, about that. It's like, well, I'm not really comfortable having that in the game. Yeah. Can I just say that's I'm not. I get really angry around that word. And especially, I mean, looking at the news recently, Bill Maher was called out for that, for using that word. And if you haven't seen the response, they had, I think, Ice Cube on the show to sort of, to talk about it and say that, look, that's not your word anymore. That's... And that's always something that we want to be sensitive to as as content creators um, in book three, there is a child molestation and book four, we have more sexual violence that's happening. So, I mean, it's really quite remarkable that Charlene has tackled these yep. in her series. In, in chapter or book five that I can sort of tell you about, it is about women dealing with the consequences of their assaults. And so it's very personal stories about... You know, it's showing what the consequences of this crime is to the victims. Yeah. And you don't just get over it. This is, it's continually, and again, maybe it's a good time to sort of say, hey, trigger warnings, folks. We're, yeah. we're dealing with some some tough topics here. And, you know, the purpose of this podcast is not to, to dive super deep into the graphic explanation of what's happening in the book, but we really wanted to have that conversation is what is our responsibility now? Lori, do you mind if I talk briefly about what I think your game is or the, the topic that you guys were, were talking about working on? So just, just let me know, Lori, if that's okay to, to mention. When I met Lori and her husband in Miramichi, 
Um, they have a really fantastic company. I think it's called Cold Furnace Studios. And from my understanding, it's, it's a lot of military veterans. Oh, wow. Not at all. Thanks, this is Lori. Thank you. So Lori's fantastic company is taking care of some really deep, ugly stuff. Like we're talking human trafficking. Oh, wow. And oh, yeah. Wow. So how do you create a safe environment for a, a game player? First of all, do we call them gamers? Because is it an experience that they're having in an interactive manner? Or are they playing? Because it's I think, almost interactive learning in that sense, mm -hmm, would you say? Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's sort of like the definition of a serious video game. So it's it's balancing this this play versus learning versus deep topics. Laurie, we'd like to put a link to your company maybe in the show notes, if that's okay, just to... Uh... Please, by all means, let us know. And and thank you all for who, who've all sort of joined in to, to be with us today. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I don't have a problem talking about this because sexual assault happens to a lot of women. We're, we're ogled um we're leered at people make comments and then there's and then there's the spectrum of physical assault and you know i was very young uh there's a typo in there Lori. so i'll wait till you get it right <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry to sort of like break the ice there um when i was when i was younger when i was 16 a one of my co-workers at mcdonald's actually physically rubbed up against me and like I was 16 I didn't know anything I didn't know any better and I think that that happens to a lot of young women where and also young men I mean sexual assault is not limited just to women no 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 we don't ever want to no and 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 please that's that's it's not the a message. very complicated topic and even a quick podcast like this is never going to completely cover everything no. and that's not um, but it is something that I think we'll continue to talk about because this forms the basis of Lily's character and that's why it's important to talk about and how do we deal with and show and honor Charlene Harris's work and this character. So we had kicked around some ideas. Um, I thought you had some interesting ideas, but I said no. Right. And in the conversation was, do we show, do we create a gamified aspect of chapter five during the assault scene and make it interactive so that she can fight back? And I was like, no, absolutely not. Um, that's not this game. What I want to see is that narratively that we talk about what has happened to her. And, and I really don't want to go into super great detail because I think we can infuse who Lily is with little pieces of that. I remember going into the movie theater with you to see the girl with the dragon tattoo. Mm. And if you, those of you who are watching who have seen Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, you know what I'm talking about when- Both the European and the American version, mm -hmm, I mean, that's... Mm -hmm. Well, we had seen the European version first. Yeah. And Wow. I mean, it was so visceral, that assault scene. Um, and it sort of like I, I caught my breath on it. And I I know personally many women who have been assaulted. It's it's sadly, 
become a part of the collective female experience. But I don't really want to, to take away from what we're talking about here, which is how does it shape who Lily is as a character? Well, and I mean, and it shows also Elizabeth Salander and sort of how it shapes how her character deals with it. And what's interesting is Charlene is writing this in 96, right? And, and that there is this universality between American women, European women, Latin American women. It is this shared experience that's against women. Yeah. And so that's, that's important for us to deal with and discuss. And it, it is going to be a part of the game, but it's not, you're not, you're not you're going not to relive it. Scenario. You won't relive that, but, no. but what you will have, though, is you will have, we're going to try to be honest about what a survivor feels and, yeah. and the kind of emotions that they're dealing with. Yeah. And that's important for us to show the consequences of, and, and, and how people live through it. Well, and, and it's such a, it's such a central part of who Lily becomes. And, and we see that she has formed this whole life in Shakespeare, trying to become someone else, somebody strong so that she, so this will never happen to her again. Yes. She repels people. She has deep trust issues. Like these are all components of who she is. And later on in the book, towards the end, uh, she has made an enemy out of the the church janitor Norval, and uh, there's some sass going back in because Lily is she suffers no fools, and <laughs> sorry, I maybe should wait till you finish your beverages. That's so, putting it lightly. Yes, yeah, so that's, so yeah. Lily has like zero tolerance for for foolish people, and and Norval gets drunk. He's supposed to be on the wagon, no judgment there, but he gets drunk and he attacks Lily. And, and there's, there's a conversation that happens afterwards and you can almost hear it coming from Lily's voices. I wasn't quite prepared. Now she ultimately flattens him and it it is taken care of, but there's that piece of her survival instinct where she felt like she didn't do a good enough. She should have been ready. Yeah. The blame. She blames herself. You know, and I really want when when men and women to, when they play that our game, that they come away feeling, I don't want to say empowered, that feels cheesy, but that they have an empathy for somebody who has gone through that experience that, like, that would be the biggest gift for me is, like, a, a deeper understanding empathy and maybe that if they encounter a friend who has gone through that experience that they'll be more receptive to listening and to being supportive i mean one of the things i think it's hard sometimes for men to understand is why do we put this trigger warning on stuff and it isn't until you've been triggered do you understand why that is important and so that's part of what we hope to do in the game is that Lily will be triggered by certain events, by things that people say. Um, There's several, there's several key points and, and, and events that happen in the novel. She talks about how she has been during her assault, during her violence, how she was handcuffed 
And so even, even the concept of handcuffs is a trigger for her. And somebody, um, Marshall's wife leaves handcuffs on her car. Let's not... Ah, spoiler. Okay. So oops, spoiler. Um, or is it? Or, I mean, that's that's true. We are we are changing we're things a little bit. Tweaking stuff around, but somebody ch- leaves as a joke. Sorry. Yeah. Um. As a mean prank. As a mean prank, a set of handcuffs out in the open, and that triggers her. And that triggers her. You know, and, and unless you've been through that, you won't necessarily understand that. And you know, it's actually when I think about it, there's the the. Um, the husband and wife with the motor home. Yeah, the Yorks. The Yorks. The Yorks' yes. uh, daughter, um, Sarah, Sarah is currently going through a trial uh, to testify against her, her, her uh, rapist. assailant, yeah. her rapist. Yeah. And what's interesting is, and maybe we can talk about this. I'd, I'd love to have some feedback from you. Oh, hey, Fallon. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Um, I'd love to have some feedback from the people who are watching you know, there's a moment where Lily could have shown some empathy to the Yorks, but in the book, she doesn't. In the book, yeah. she she just sort of like retreats and wants to keep this- Very hands off. Very hands off. She doesn't want to, she doesn't want to talk about it. So I'd be curious to know for the people who are listening is- would you want to see that as a, a character option where she could engage with them and say, you know what, I I understand. And if you ever want somebody to talk to, I'm here. There is another character who is in all of the books and it isn't until book five, you know that she too is a survivor. Really? Yep. And I'm thinking that that could be something that builds that rapport sooner. Okay. So that's oh, can you tell me like after the yeah yeah we'll do we, we won't yeah, spoil yeah. it. So so, so um... that's something we can think about because we want to encompass the whole series, and how would that have changed the story if wow she'd revealed that sooner? Hmm. You know, so that Lily would feel like she had an ally. Yes. Yes, or understand her sooner. Yes, I, and I think you know at the at the end of the day as human beings, the thing that I think that drives us is that sense that we want to be connected to people. And Lily does, um, she's not really good at connecting with people. And I get that. I get that she has, she has trust issues. And I mean, that's a a deep scarring experience to go through. And, and even that moment where she, she has a, a romance with somebody in the book. I'm assuming you've all read the novels, but for those of you that for those of haven't, you who haven't, that's okay. You know, because we're going to change that anyways. Yeah, we're we're doing a lot of changes yep. to keep it fresh for all of you. Yep. But you know, when she has that that act of physical intimacy with someone, I can't imagine how much that would have taken for her as a character, as a woman, to to be able. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy. Even in book five, it's, it, that is where she has to, she actually really talks about it finally. And, and how she is so afraid that it's her turn to come up in this, in this survivor's circle to share her story. But 
the change that happens as a result of that. And that's to be true and honest to that character. We have to make choices about how we design this game. Yeah. We are going to honor that, that character arc. And I think that we're, we're coming onto a time, you know, I think like film has been around for well over a hundred years. We've had black and white talkies all the way up to phone like, black and white silence all the black, way up yeah to, yeah absolutely right? so black and white silent films all the way up to films that have been made literally on phones and mm-hmm. then edited through and and books and 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 all of and videos are video, video games, games are still very much i think in its infancy yes we have a responsibility as an artistic medium and i hope that you'll agree that you know that there's there's so much room to explore these issues to explore yeah so i want to just talk about some of the other games that we've encountered and and talk about like what are they what are they what did they do right in terms of going deeper into heavier topics yeah so the one that always comes to mind for me is that dragon cancer and can i sort of mention up front before we sort of get to that is there's a great book by ian bagost called persuasive games where he and he wrote it in 2010 and where he really looks at showing what video games could do and how they deal with more mature topics and he was one of the first people to really i think bring that out into the open so if you haven't rented as a library book or you know, check it out online. There's some great discussion topics in there. Uh, my copy is stored away somewhere. So, but um, but that is a great starting point for anyone who wants to sort of follow that through from an academic sense. Um, that Dragon Cancer, though, is probably one of the more famous ones. And that was released last year. Yep. It was, it, it's a heartbreaking game. Yeah. And people were very affected by it. And it was a look at the loss of a young child through the eyes of his parents. Mm-hmm. This was a game made by the parents who had lost this child. It's, you know, it's not like, oh, let's let's create a game with this heavy stuff. It's like they wanted to be able to express themselves in this artistic medium. And, you know, it was amazing to see. I met the creator, I think about eight months before they finished it. And, and then I got to see all of the press that that sort of, it went around the world. Yeah, It impacted people and we're starting to see more and more of real storytelling, real heartfelt stories starting to emerge in the video game space. So I think that's, you know, when I first read the, the Lily Bard novel and I thought, okay, let's, let's approach Charlene. This is the series that we want to purchase the rights for. I don't know. I guess for me, I wasn't thinking about Lily's backstory. It had more to do with who she was as a person. And I never got a sense that Lily was, was weak. Oh, no, no, not at all. She's She's a survivor. She's, she does what it takes. (laughs) She does what it takes. And, and I don't know, maybe that's, maybe I just have a bias towards women who get her done. Just wait till you book four. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. 
I would love to know. I mean, out of the two of us, you play a lot more games, like on a, on a huge range of games. What are some of the games that you've played in the last, you know, year or two that strike you from a deeper sense of storytelling? Sure. For me, probably the most important one I've played in the last two years is a game called This War of Mine. And it's it's great in that you are experiencing a war firsthand through survivors. And that is, it's not an easy subject. On one hand, you could think of it like a Sims game, except a Sims game where if you make a mistake, you go hungry, you can, uh, you can die by depression, you can die from cold, um, yeah, where you can be attacked and, you know, you prevent a rape during the game if you, and you have the choices on that. It's, it's a tough subject and the way they designed the game, it's, um, I believe it's a Polish company. Um, it was based on the Chechen conflict hmm. and it's, it's based on actual accounts of survivors and so they've tried to make this as very real and yet honor these stories. In fact, when you buy the game, a per percentage of your purchase goes towards um, um, supporting survivors. And that is something that you and I had talked about with respect to the Lily Bard series, that we like to find the, the right organization so that a percentage of the proceeds yeah. from game sales will go to help assaulted women in North America and, and beyond, because yeah. we are looking beyond just North America for publishing. But there, there was recently, so a board game version has recently come out of this war of mine. I kickstarted it. I supported it. Um, but there was a, there was a serious review that was given of the game quite recently. And this guy's a top game reviewer. And he has as much said, this is a good game. I don't know if I would play it again it's not happy enough for me. Right. And for me, I'm attracted by dark subjects or, or because I think when we as human beings are put in these dark situations, it shows how we as human beings can shine and can overcome. And for me, that's yeah, that level of struggle is important. Well, and I think that that is something that we see as the character arc in that first novel is we see Lily going from doesn't talk to anybody, doesn't even really talk to her own clients, her own cleaning clients, to as we get to the end, she has personal relationships with a few people and and she's no longer living in fear. Like I remember one of the lines is like, I don't feel like I have to live in fear of somebody knowing my secret. I I have ownership over it. Yes. And you know, that's such a powerful thing. Yeah from where she starts. So I hope that people who are watching and if they've had the experience of sexual violence in their own lives, that they have the support network that they need to, to process what they have experienced. Do you want to and put up some details on that? I, I certainly will. I'll, I'll put up a link to the, um, the helplines that are here in Canada, but I'll also make sure that I include a link to the ones in, in the United States as well. You know, we don't want to open up a can of worms and, and feel like we're just going to leave people hanging. And that's something that's really important to us. This is not about entertainment. This is, we take this very 
well you know we take this seriously it is it's a it is a kind of story and it deserves to be read or expressed and i think we would be i think we'd be really awful game developers if we just glossed over it yeah to be honest i think we have a responsibility to to express why she is the way that she is without uh, making it salacious. So, and I'll also put a link to Tom Bassel's review of this war of mine, but how would you feel if somebody said that about our game, that it's a good game, but I just can't play it. It's just. I, Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I mean, you'd really have to ask people who have read, um, for those of you who have read the novels. Yeah, exactly. Let's throw that out have there. You, have you reread the novels? Do you do you just read them and do you go back? Um, very affirmative yes here. Lori is like, yes, okay, exactly. So you reread these novels because you care about the characters. Yeah. There's never a point in the novel where I personally didn't care. You know, it's, I cared about Lily and, and I'm curious, I guess I need to get a move on reading all five. Um, Cause I'm dying. You're such a tease, Look right? Good. So Ellen, Ellen. So you said you reread the series. How many times have you reread it? Did you re reread it twice more than two, three times? And what did you get out of it? You know, what is in it for you to reread? If you even want to email that to us. Sure. That or would be great. you can leave like a, a follow-up comment. It's, that's, that's a really, like, I know for us, I'm a huge movie buff. And I love watching movies that do have a deeper, darker side. This morning we were talking about, at breakfast, we were talking about unicorns and serial killers. Because I like unicorns, but I also like watching mysteries mysteries and, yeah, yeah. because i like figuring out who done it you know i love figuring out um see That's a great this is, oh this is josh says if an experience is powerful enough you don't have to play or read it again because it stays with you and i think that there are um and then neil is chiming in under the official Lily Bard <laughs> account uh the fifth book is a big deal for lily's arc yes thank you neil yes and you know, it's. Can I do one thing? Just sort oh, of go wait, ahead. What are you doing? Well, I'm going to just sort of say. Podcast at one more story games.com is where you can email us. Um, Rebecca says, I don't tend to reread mysteries. Rebecca, is that because you already know who done it? Um, because that would make sense. So if you'd like to send any comments, about that issue i think that would be really worthwhile as a follow-up discussion uh okay and ellen says probably two or three times for the series the characters and the and growth is captivating yes. that is you know it's funny so this just this past week while you were away because you also went away i went to see wonder woman for the second time okay yeah because you know we were just about to go see it the last time you and i went yeah to we together. took it yeah and I had already seen the movie. I went with a friend who had not seen it already. And this time I could watch it from a different perspective. And for me, I was looking specifically for hints in the film or sort of like the lens or the, I don't know, tone, something like that. I was looking at it through the lens of 
where does that character express love and compassion? Oh, interesting. So I put my little love and compassion glasses on. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm seeing it here and here and here. Because what I didn't like about the film when it first, when I first saw it was I felt like there was so much war that they glorified it. But when I saw it again through the second time, I realized they don't glorify war. Interesting. They didn't quite take it to the level of say, um, what's that movie saving private ryan yes that you know that's a tough movie that is a tough movie that does not glorify war at all i don't think so and but i don't think you needed that in wonder woman in order to to hone the, to get the point across yeah. Yeah. the point across in wonder woman is that she is a strong superhero who happens to be a woman who cares about people and and that you know love triumphs so if you haven't seen it, it's a, it's a, it's a really fantastic film. And, and I think we should all collectively do our part to support women driven narratives, whether that be in games or music, film, and TV. Also honoring the people who don't normally have that voice. Yeah. Go ahead and show that one. I know who done it. Once I'm I know who done it. <laughs> I will reread the characters if the stories are compelling. Comes comfort reading. Well, and I I do that a lot with our DVDs and stuff like that. I sure. might just like put on a DVD and have it on in the background. Um, I love watching The Godfather. I know it was you, Fredo. I never get tired of that. So I I could recite I, the film. I go back and rewatch Fincher's dra The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. That particular scene is difficult for me. Do you fast forward? No, I don't. Okay. No, I don't. And because I think that, because I love the character, and maybe that's the true for you, Rebecca, is, is that I want to be with that character because I love that character so much, right? And hopefully you'll love our version of Lily Bard, that that is... Well, you know, time is ticking away. It's, we've got less than four months to, to get this game. <laughs> Uh, no pressure. It is coming together and it's quite exciting. We've, so we'll, I, I think we can sort of wrap up that particular, the heavy part of the, sure. the podcast conversation. So we're, we're switching topics now and you know, so you've been, I've been traveling. Mm -hmm. So last week I was in Miramichi. I was the keynote for the small games conference, really wonderful place. So if you haven't been to Atlantic Canada, really, really loved it. And uh, yes, Neil, who was helping Blair tick, write tick, the game. Tick, tick, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Um, and Blair was in Costa Rica. I was. Um, that's was why in, I have my Rainforest Cafe mug. Rainforest with, with Costa Rican coffee. With Costa Rican coffee, no yes. less. So. And you brought me a little, a little I friend. Did. Would you like to see your little friend? I, I think everybody needs to meet. We need a little bit of lightness. Right. Here's your new little friend. No, that's not our little friend. No, <laughs> That's she's, Ginger. She's an old friend. <laughs> that's right. So Ginger's been around for almost 20 years. Okay, Ginger, bye. Um, let us bring our new friend, Millie the Sloth. Okay. So it is all fun and games at One More Story Games. We, oh, she's so cute. Mm -hmm. So Costa Rica must have been really interesting for you to experience. And you met some animation studios. I while did, you yeah, were yeah, there. while I was down there. Yep. So, and in Costa Rica, from the things that you have said is like they're quite advanced in there. They really want technology and they love what we are doing with storytelling. Yeah, very much so. So That's... I imagine serious games have room in the Costa Rican culture. Very much so. Um, all of, I think, the people, the companies that I met with were very humbled by what we're trying to do. 
and that we want to make a difference and the impact that games can have on a society as a whole is quite exciting and you know there's more i could i wish i could tell at this point mm. but uh i mean it was just such an enriching experience to meet men and women who want games to do more within their culture their society i think games can do so much more and you know we're just tapping the surface and you know i like to think that our enthusiasm our passions our passion uh, comes across in whether we're doing the developers talk and we're talking about the lily bard project or if we're talking about the technology that we built that is the, the foundation of, of this entire company um at the end of the day what i want is selfishly what i want is i want space for people to create the stories that need to be heard so whether they are stories of refugees if they are stories for, we had somebody ask us about, could you create a game for Japanese internment camps to accompany a documentary? Yeah, so I wouldn't call it a game. I would call, no. it, I call, call it an interactive experience. Yeah. You know, there are so many stories and family histories that are out there and we want more people to have access to that. Or even we had spoken with people who when um news is occurring to be able to put together some kind of simulation to better understand the history of that so this was talking about the syrian conflicts yeah. and so that if a news organization could not only inform about what the events are that are occurring but what are the events that have led to that so that you have you as viewers have a better understanding uh, because I think in today's world, the challenge is we're just, we're inundated with information. Uh, I've noticed a lot of organizations rely on video. Like video is the number one consumed way for news. Yes. I personally prefer text. I like to be able to like quickly read and I don't like to wait to see what is being said in the video. But since video and interactivity, our consumption of interactive content yes. has gone through the roof. So it would be really fantastic, you know, sometime next year to be able to partner with a CNN-like organization and to be able to take those pressing issues so that people can live through that, not because we want to trigger them, but because we want to provide a better understanding. A better understanding. And you see, the, and, and the one thing that video games can do more than any other medium is to show the consequences of choice that that is so that you can understand what it's like, you know, like to kill a mockingbird, to walk in somebody's shoes. Imagine the people who would normally tune out a news broadcast, that they would go and experience what it's like to be a refugee. And, and hopefully, I, I would hope that they would have a deeper sense of empathy and compassion for their fellow human being. There, there's studies already being shown that this is the case. So that's, you know, we're, we are so, I don't know, we're pie in the sky <sighs> and, and we really want to make a difference. And, and this is, this is really, I think our first foray into a serious game, because yeah. if you go to our website, which is one more story you will see that our games are kind of, they're fun, 
they're quirky. They're, they're quirky. They're escapist, especially if you've played Danielle's Inferno and the Nine Circles of Hell. It's definitely not like intense. And we could have we could have made it so much more intense, <laughs> yeah. you know, because we're dealing with gluttony and lust and betrayal and greed fraud. and fraud. I mean, we kept it very light. Yeah. We kept it's it meant very to light. Be. That's that is the focus of that work. Yes, and that's nothing against the author of that no. work at all. That's Dante held no. No, he, well, I mean, he that's... did not hold his tongue. I think that was the cautionary tale of its time. Well, and why it is a comedy. so and i just want to return back to you know it's interesting how this series was written in 1996 so book one sexual assault and violence and and which is revisited in book four racial tension which is will be pervasive throughout the whole series and and well absolutely because it is set in the south and in arkansas but these are still, sadly, you know, 21 years later, they are still heavy hanging in the air. That it's we been an issue for all of humanity, right? You'd think that we would be able to like figure this out, and and um, it's it's just madness to me. So we'll there's that. still a lot of conflict that's lingering in our collective consciousness. And you see that in what's happening with uh, the Bill Cosby trial that just happened. Um, the things that were said during the presidential election, uh, I won't even go there. Buy me a cup, a glass of wine. We can talk about that, but I'm going to leave it off the podcast. Or even then, if you want to submit your own ideas and things that are frustrations that you wish games could take on that would be very interesting because i'd love to start creating a list of the a yeah. catalog of okay. those things to try to go after down the road and i imagine that when we get into book two and beyond because racism isn't really that prevalent in book one it's it's, it's there. subtle it's subtle but it is there yeah. subtle racism it's there but in book two it's prevalent and we are going to have to have a conversation about black lives matter and we will ensure that we have really great and informed speakers be part of that podcast. Yes, be part of that because discussion. Because I don't think that as two white people that we should take ownership over that conversation. So we really want to be respectful yeah. of the community. So that is pretty much it for this week's podcast. We really appreciate your joining and, and listening. Hopefully next week we'll have more to show you about where the game is going. Uh-huh. So I think we're we're getting off some stuff to Charlene here. And, uh, you know, we can start nailing down when Charlene's going to be on the show, which That's will be exciting. Right. If you missed the announcement last week or two weeks ago, Charlene will be on an upcoming version of our podcast we're super excited. And um, so thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Lori and Rebecca and Neil and Ellen for your comments. Joshua. You know what? And Josh as well. You know, we really appreciate the comments and the feedback because. I know this is starting small, but hopefully this, these kind of episodes and talks will have far reaches. Yes. Yes. We also, just so you know, we do have, if you want to just replay the audio only, we're on the iTunes store. We'll make sure that the link is on there as well. You'll be able to see Millie, but you know, that's, uh, well, well, maybe I'll put a picture and, and Millie can pop up in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you again for joining us. And it's an absolute pleasure, folks. You keep us going. All right. Have a great weekend. Thank Bye. you. See you next week.